Greetings, brothers and sisters. I'm Pastor Keith, and welcome to another episode of A Pastor's Passion. In our last message, which was part one of this message titled Sin Sickness, I focused on three sins that are a part of a list of 13 sins that Jesus says are already within us. I focused on uh, number one on that list, which is evil thoughts, and then number two on that list, which is sexual immorality, and then number three on that list uh, is theft. And this week I'm going to focus on the other ten uh, on that list, and we'll dive into the, the meat of the message as well as uh, focus on my book, which is titled uh, Disease Carrier don't be a host for sin and in this book I show you a number of other things such as unconfessed sin and unrepented sin and unresolved sin and uh, other types of sin that most people walk around with not knowing uh, the reason that they're spiritually physically and mentally sick so I'll be right back and we'll get into part two of this message titled sin sickness be sure to listen to more great lessons, ideas, strategies, and tips from Pastor Keith's podcast by searching for Pastor Keith Hammond on iTunes. Welcome back. Before I get started today on part two of this message titled Sin Sickness, I want to introduce you to a new series of books that I've been entrusted with. Uh, these are God-given creations that... God has entrusted to me. Uh, this series is titled Crossman, and each title in this series is related to something that uh, the average people, average people, including Christians, go through every day of their lives. Uh, the first couple titles are Lisa's Light, and it shows how a young girl uh, gets her very first cross, and then uh, one of the other titles that are now on Amazon. Um, focuses on uh, a man who works in a plant and he makes all the money that he could possibly need but he also spends it all so he doesn't have any saved and now he has a ton of bills piling up and as a result he, he is in a lot of stress because of debt uh, and that's a heavy cross for many people to bear so God gives him a vision God, Almighty God gives him a vision, takes him into a cross room, and in this uh, this book titled uh, The Cross Room, um, you will see where this young man named Manny uh, goes into this cross room where uh, God shows him through a series of, uh, of um, events that the crosses that are in those other rooms that are in the crossroom are much much bigger much much heavier and much more to deal with than the very one he already has this is an incredible series uh, perfect for Sunday school perfect for Bible study lessons and uh, you'll find them on Amazon they're completely illustrated uh, this is another one again Lisa's light and they're completely in color full color completely illustrated and you'll find them uh, on Amazon and at crossmanbooks.com. That's crossmanbooks.com. 
so each title in the series for example this 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 title is Lisa's light and each title comes with three separate books uh, a storybook and a coloring book and then also uh, a match me coloring book so you get uh, the colored picture and then you get the same picture to color uh, again each one of these titles in the Crossman book series comes with uh, three books that's one two and three uh, and they're all available on Amazon or crossmanbooks.com and you get a storybook uh, a coloring book and then a match me coloring book where you you or your kids or your class can look at a picture and then try and match the colors in that picture so I took the month of September off uh, from my normal activities uh, to focus on writing editing and releasing uh, the crossman book series and it's a huge success already and the titles are showing up about once a week on Amazon if you go to the crossman books website crossmanbooks.com uh, you can sign up to be notified uh, by email uh, when those new titles come out they, they should come out God willing they'll come out a new title one about once a week and again they're ideal for Sunday school they are ideal for Bible study uh, for everyone from adult uh, young adult learners to uh, adult learners and, and parents uh, need to get this series uh, because it can help you teach your children uh, through an illustrated and soon-to-be animated uh, method of teaching uh, the Bible uh, at very, very, various stages uh, in a very, very profound and incredible way. And I'm, I'm grateful to God to be uh, entrusted with this series. Uh, and again, CrossmanBooks.com. Sin is the reason that many people walk around spiritually, physically, and also mentally sick. Sin is the reason that many people walk around spiritually, mentally, and physically sick. See, many people get confused by meds and medical diagnosis when we all know that there is no med or medical diagnosis on this planet that can eliminate or destroy or eradicate or forgive sin. So don't get it twisted. God is not the author of confusion. He is the author of confession. And that means when you do something wrong, you confess it, you repent for it, you say you did it, you take responsibility for it, and you move forward. Sin still only has one cure and that cure still works again God is not the author of confusion but he is the author of confession he's the author of conviction he's the author of consequences and God is the author of construction and at some point in your life in my life in everyone's life we have to make the decision to either live for God or prepare to die with the devil. There are no two ways about it. We have to make a decision at some point in our lives, your life, my life, uh, all of our lives. At some point, 
to make the decision, we have to make a decision to either live for God or prepare to die with the devil. There are no two ways about it. Sin is real. And if we do not stop it or stop participating in it, work hard and step by step to remove it from our lives and stop allowing it to use us for its own evil and demonic purposes, sin can and it will prevent you, prevent me, prevent all of us from making it to heaven. It's either sinner or saint, heaven or hell, eternal life or eternal damnation, blessings or curses. You get the picture. It makes absolutely no sense to me, and it shouldn't make any sense to you, to live all of your saved life as a Christian, trying hard to do the right thing, working hard to do the right thing, only to get to the end of your life, whenever that may be, and have it all taken away, and you miss heaven because of a few moments of pleasure, sin, that can easily beset you. Sin is wicked. Sin is wicked. And it's not going to stop itself. You have to be the one to put a stop to it. You have to be the one to destroy it within you. And once you have matured enough to where you can fight off sin and prevent sin from re-entering your body and finding a host within you, uh, then you can do the same to help others. You are strong enough at that point to be able to be used by God to go out and do the exact same thing to help other people remove and eradicate sin from their own lives. You have to be the one who strengthens your spirit enough strengthens the Spirit of God within you enough to where the devil can no longer use the weakness of your flesh against you. This is Sin Sickness, Part 2. I mean, how does that sound to you? How does that actually sound to you that you would actually use or allow yourself to be used by some other individual or some entity that you cannot see uh, to go out and commit sin that you otherwise never would do. Allow that entity or that spirit, that demonic spirit, to use your mind, your body, your spirit, your flesh to do wrong so that it prevents you from getting to heaven. When the demonic spirit is not going back to heaven, but you have an opportunity to get there. So how does that sound to you? That you would throw away your own destiny for another spirit, for a demonic spirit, for Satan for sin, for hell, for damnation. How does that sound to you? So it's up to you. It's your responsibility and it is on you. So let's take a look inside the book that I've been blessed to be able to write. It's called Disease Carrier, Don't Be a Host for Sin. Again, I started part one of this message with the first three sins on the list of 13. The first three sins were evil thoughts, sexual immorality, and theft. Again, in part one, I covered the first three sins on this list of 13, so I'll start with number four, which is murder, 
and I'll read a few pages from this incredibly inspirational and informative book. The very first murder gave us a glimpse into sin. Cain didn't have to kill Abel. All he had to do was go get a better offering. For God had given him a second chance. But in today's society, in this country, youth are killing their friends in their schools because of bullying, being made fun of, embarrassment for one reason or another, or just because they don't believe they fit in. Sin causes murder. There is no other explanation for why a human being would mass murder 2, 10, or even 200 people. Sin is the root cause, and it is responsible for people doing some absolutely horrific acts of violence. I even think about cult leaders whose sin causes them to get people to follow them to commit suicide or other insane acts. I used to wonder what those people were thinking. And we already know what the cult leaders were thinking, uh, but not even one person out of all the followers pulled back even to think for a moment that what they were being asked to do in terms of taking their own life, committing suicide, was wrong. Murder, number four on this list of 13 sins that you will find in Mark chapter 7, is just another result of sin once it has reached the mind starts to evil thoughts, graduates to evil intention, and eventually manifests itself as evil actions. And as we've learned in many incidents such as 9-11, no child, no culture, no continent is immune from this, the disease of sin, and the only cure is Christ. Number five, on this list of 13 uh, is adultery and from the beginning of God's creation we see evidence of sin uh, once it has the opportunity to find a host. Why? Because if that host has flesh it is subject to disease and that disease can manifest itself in nearly any shape or form as its outline in the Bible. Sin causes adultery there are two types of adultery, spiritual and physical, but again they go hand in hand. Once spiritual adultery is committed, it shows itself as physical adultery. Eve committed spiritual adultery against God by not telling Adam about Satan before feeding him the fruit, and not telling him where it came from, and not bringing him in on the conversation that she was having with Satan. Eve committed physical adultery against God the moment she took the first bite of the fruit. And like the type of adultery that we're used to hearing about the most in our current and modern society, once you've bitten the forbidden fruit by sleeping with someone you're not married to, you've allowed sin to surface in you. Eve, Adam, and Satan were all punished for their roles in what happened in the Garden of Eden, but sin had already found a host at that point. And it had begun to corrupt the character of some people and decay the mortal, moral fortitude of others. But thank God that he has a plan to destroy sin and disease completely. Again, 
Number five on this list of 13 sins is adultery. Number six on this list of 13 is greed. And the book reads, on a popular TV news show, reports detail how America is fleeced by many people in various ways. From government spending that shells out $900 for $9 hammers, to financial kickbacks hidden inside of bills from some lawmakers, to companies that steal the money from the pension funds of their employees. These headlines always catch my attention because they are always based on one thing, greed. But greed exists even and especially in government. Sin causes greed. Greed manifests itself in many ways. The Bible calls greed a form of idolatry in Colossians, the book of Colossians chapter 3. It suggests that those who fall into greed are cursed. And in the book of Proverbs chapter 15 verse 27, it says that a greedy man brings trouble on his family. The history of the development of America is based on greed. The resulting pillage of native lands, slavery of Africans, and other greed-based actions is only the effect. Sin is still the cause. No matter how sin manifests itself, or who serves as the host, sin is still the root cause that God has already decided will be destroyed in the end. Number six on this list of 13 sins that Jesus says are already within us is greed. Number seven on this list is malice. The book of James, chapter four, verse four says, you adulterous people, you adulterous people, know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Sin causes malice. When one person or group of people can enslave, oppress, lynch, and enact laws meant to give one group dominance over another, it is based on malice. Having malice in you towards someone means that you will do any and everything to hurt or harm that person or group of people simply because of your prejudice. Malice can manifest itself in many forms such as racial, racial hatred, cultural bias, supremacy, and feelings of superiority over one group or another. Again, regardless of how sin manifests itself or who serves as the host, sin is still the root cause for malice. On this list of 13 sins, the next one is lying and deceit. Uh, in the Garden of Eden, sin found a host by telling a lie. In the book of John, chapter 8, verses 42 to 46, Jesus says the devil is the father of lies and it is his native language. It's the devil's native language. See, we live in a society that has lying, stealing, cheating, deception, and killing at the core of its values. It was founded by deceiving natives and stealing their lands. Uh, this, and that deceit is still going on today because they still claim <laughs> that they discovered it. With these and other conditions as the foundation for any society, it's a hot pot waiting to boil over. 
While sin is still the cause of lying and deceit, once lying and deceit take root in a person, it is one of the hardest one of the hardest strongholds to break. The next uh, item on the list of this list of 13 sins, it is the ninth item on the list. It is lewdness. Anything that is filthy, vulgar, profane, vile, unwholesome, unholy, and impure is considered lewd. Sin causes lewdness. Lewdness can manifest itself in these ways and many more. And one of the most common forms of lewdness is pornography. Another is strip clubs, another is homosexuality. Over 2,000 years ago, lewdness is shown early in the book of Genesis through the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And over 2,000 years later, in modern times, it still exists. Lewdness still exists but has escalated to be acceptable by the masses to the point where 95% of television shows promote lust and fornication. Lewdness starts in the heart, works its way up to the mind, and if allowed to rest there, it begins to corrupt the morals and character of the person and manifests itself in the form of immoral actions. Lewdness, like sexual immorality, is one of the things responsible for men dating men, women dating women, and people having sex with objects. Entire industries are based on lewdness, and nearly the entire nation has fallen prey to it. Lewdness is number nine on this list of 13 sins listed in the gospel. Number 10 is envy. When Cain killed Abel, it was because sin caused envy to corrupt his heart, enter his mind, and made him envious of his brother. It made him envious of, of Abel's offering. In Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, chapter 14, verse 30, says, Envy rots the bones. Envy is the tenth item on this list of sins that are already inside of us that we have to work to eliminate and eradicate from our lives. Number 11 is slander. News stations seem to have no boundaries for what they report. I've seen slanderous reports on people from every walk of life, from poor to president. Sin causes slander. Slander causes pain and suffering to the people who are being slandered. Slander exists in churches, companies, organizations, government, in your community, and in mine. Sometimes slander is unintentional, but most often it is quite intentional. I've been on the receiving end of slander more than once in my lifetime. Those experiences help me to help others. That sums up why I understand slander enough to stand up against it and destroy it. Slander is number 11 on this list of sins that are already within us. Number 12 is pride. Well, this is a big one. The Bible describes pride, boasting and arrogance in the book of Romans chapter 11 verses 11 to 24. 
<laughs> this letter, the Bible, this letter written by Apostle Paul says, if you do, this is the book of Romans chapter 11, uh, verses 11 to 24, it says, if you do, if you boast over these branches, consider this, you do not support the root, the root supports you. Do not be arrogant, but be afraid. For if God did not spare the natural branches, which is the angels that came from heaven and are now demons living on earth, if God did not spare the natural branches, meaning those angels, but grafted you in their place, he will not spare you either. Pride is an incredibly large, big, humongous sin. Sin. Sin causes pride. So number 12 on this list of 13 sins is pride. Number 13, and the last on this list, is folly. Have you ever been out with some friends for a night on the town? Have you ever been out with some friends for a night on the town? Did you stop at a club? Did you have a few drinks? Did you dance with people you don't know? Did you let your hair down a bit? Maybe even took it that night as far as a one night stand. Have you ever attended a bachelor or bachelorette party where there's alcohol served and strippers called in to provide entertainment? The Bible calls this type of behavior folly. God has a sense of humor and a sense of fun. He created humor and he created fun. But he wants these things to be used in the right context. And he holds those of us who follow Christ to a higher standard than drunkenness, silliness, frolicking, or orgies. Sin causes folly. It corrupts the character of a person, breaks down their fortitude, and destroys the spiritual fortress that guards their morals. Once allowed in, it begins to mutate into traits that are unrecognizable to those who know your character and replaces that character with someone they don't know at all. I stopped going to clubs well over 30 years ago and soon after that left behind drugs and alcohol. And seeing people still living this way and how they flock toward bars makes me pray for their deliverance from their sin that causes the folly they are caught up in. Many say they'll grow out of it. But the often irreversible damage has already set in, in the form of drug addiction, alcoholism, sex addiction, and more. And the only way to destroy that sin is by the transforming power of God's Word and by letting His Spirit work in us. This is the book that I've been enabled to write, which is called uh, Disease Carrier, Don't Be a Host for Sin. Brothers and sisters, sin needs a host to survive. It cannot live inside of you without you carrying it. So stop holding on to sin inside of you. Get rid of it. Confess it. Repent for it. And surrender your life to God through Christ so that you can learn how to be protected from it. Sin is not going to eradicate itself. It's not going to leave you because you ask it. It doesn't work that way. Sin has to be removed. It has to be erased. It has to be 
confessed, it has to be repented for. And again, a lot of people are walking around with unrepented sin and unconfessed sin. And in my book, Disease Carrier, Don't Be a Host for Sin, I cover a, a wide range of things on a number of ways that people still walk around with sin other than those 13 ways that we just discussed in part one and part two of this message. There is an entire list of them. And some of those include unrepented sin and unconfessed sin, unforgiven sin, distributed sin, inherited sin, generational sin, gravitational sin, intentional sin, collective sin, and even unintentional sin. And we all can be free from sin just by having freedom in Christ. See, we don't have to commit sin. The Bible clearly tells us that we do not have to commit sin. We are spiritual beings living in physical, earthly bodies, moral character uh, that can be corrupted by sin. But it has an opportunity because we are flesh. It has an opportunity to find a host in us. But you do not have to allow it to find a host in you. You can rid yourself of sin right now, today. Do it right now, today. You can become protected from it right now, today. Give your life to Christ today. Because tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow is never promised to you. I'm glad to be back. I took the, the entire month of September off uh, to uh, participate and attend a couple of, a couple of funerals and launch a new series of books that uh, you'll now find on Amazon. It's Crossman. Again, those books are illustrated and they will soon be animated and you can find all the details at crossmanbooks.com. I'm Pastor Keith. Thanks for watching another episode of A Pastor's Passion. May God bless you and may he keep you today and always. In Jesus' name.